0: You're listening to Gyro City Youth's podcast, where we believe that you were designed, purposed, and positioned to change the culture. We hope this week's episode encourages and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go straight into it. I got no time to waste. So if you got your Bibles with you, go ahead and open it to Romans chapter twelve, verse one. If you don't have your Bible with you, that's fine. We'll provide the verses on the two. Screen monitors behind me, Sky Bibles, whatever you would like to call them. It's fine. Um, And Romans 12.1 says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Pause. Now, if you've been here the past couple of weeks, you know what I'm about to explain right here but I'm not going to assume people who are in the room know what this means, okay? Because we don't want to make assumptions, right? Okay. So what he's basically saying here, the Apostle Paul, because it can sound kind of weird off-rip. It can sound maybe a little like, that's a lot, I don't know. Uh, for us in Western 21st century America, this might not make a lot of sense for us, but the, the, the concept he's communicating here is total surrender. Now, why is this important for the series we're in? It's important because the culture of the kingdom might rub up against the culture you've grown up in. In fact, it will probably always go in direct, uh, go directly against the culture you have been raised up in. Now, that means that we have to trust God. For those of us who would claim to be followers of Jesus, this means we have to trust the fact that his way is better. Why? Because it's worked for pretty much as long as the world's been around. Like, it, like God's ways are are proven to be beneficial for your heart, your soul, your relationships, your family. Like, it his way works because he made it to work that way. You following me? All right. So when we talk about uh, I please give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you, surrender yourself entirely to him. Trust him. Have faith in him because he wants the best for you. And if he's been around for all of eternity before time began and he's already waiting at the end of time to reunite with us, then we should trust the fact that he knows how these things play out and he knows how life works. So we should trust him. Amen. So, verse 2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The title of my message tonight, if you're taking notes, I highly encourage you to take notes because, as we all know, you can't remember what God told you if you forget what God told you. So I encourage you to take notes, okay? You, you pull out your notes app, write it down. I, like, I genuinely believe it's going to bless you if you write it down. You might not remember it today. You might not need it today, but you might need it a year from now, okay? The title of tonight's message is, I have a gift. Come on, tell about I, I, I have a gift. Come on, say, say it like you're cocky. I know, like, like, you're not cocky. We know, like, I know you're the most humble person ever. Just be like, man, I, I got a gift. I got a gift. Do you have a gift? I have a gift. I don't know about you, but I have a gift. I have a gift, amen, amen, amen. Hey, won't you guys pray with me where you're at? Father God, we love you, and we thank you for all you are doing and all you have done, Jesus. Lord, I pray tonight that it would not be me speaking, God, but that it would be you speaking through me to specific people with specific situations, with specific hardships, specific heartaches, my God, so that they might know that you are real and you really are. Care about them, Jesus. Lord, let tonight glorify you above all else. We love you and we worship you. And all God's people said? And all God's people said? Hey, Jairus said, if you love Jesus, won't you make some noise one time? Yeah. Amen, man. Hey, so um, excuse me. tonight uh, we're going to be discussing JCY's fourth value, if you know it. Um, it is generosity is our privilege. Generosity is our privilege. The fourth of seven values, which all seven values are, because I got to name them every week, just so I remember them. Uh, Jesus is our message. People are our passion. Excellence is our pursuit. Generosity is our privilege. Honor is our heart. Faith is our focus. And creativity is our calling. And tonight, we're going to be discussing generosity is our privilege. Now, don't feel the need to go like, I'm not giving you any money. Just calm breathe. Not like you got any money to give, so it's okay. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. Some of you do. Um, (laughs) But man, we're going to get more into that tonight. There is a little part on money, but I'm not trying to take your money. Just just relax. I know churches can like, get it twisted at times, but trust me. I, I, there's more to generosity than just money. Now, I say this later in my message, so if I say it again, don't come at, come at me. Um, money isn't the only way to be generous. It's just the easiest way because it costs you the less. It's the least involved transaction when it comes to generosity. So what I want to do tonight is explain a couple of ways, by no means are these all the ways to be generous, but a couple of ways in which we as people, as humans here and now, can be generous. Because the truth is, is if he gave everything for us, how could we not give everything for him? Amen? Now... Each of these values, I, I, um, I originally wrote out kind of like an explanation of them, and I actually want to talk about um, the explanation I have for generosity or privilege. It goes like this. It says, every resource we have has been graciously given to us by God. Therefore, we will use our resources, money, time, words, etc to glorify God and build the kingdom. This includes tithing, serving, and encouragement. We only have what we have by God's grace, therefore we will use it to build the kingdom so that others may experience the beauty of the grace of God. Everything we have is because we have a God that is generous and gracious and beyond good to us. It's all a gift. I want somebody to say, "I have a gift? God has given you everything you have so that you might use it to make a mark while you're here. And my hope and my prayer tonight is that you would become wildly generous with the gifts he's given you. Now, please understand, like I mentioned earlier, I'm not coming for your wallet. Like, I just want to reiterate, like, I'm not coming for your money. I'm not saying, Todd, give 90% and live off of 10. Trust God. If you sow a seed of $1,000, God will bless you. That, that, that's not the point. The point, like, when we talk about giving and generosity with money, it's saying you've already been given. You've already been blessed. Now, now, ble- return to God. Bless God. Use what he's given you as a resource. It's all a resource be be a fun, let, let let the blessing come through you and to others. You have been blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Money isn't the only way to be generous, it's just the easiest. Now, generosity is defined as giving more than is required or expected. And how many of us know that Jesus gave more than what was required or expected of him on Calvary? I understand generosity is a sacrifice. But if Jesus is our message, sacrifice must be our lifestyle. If we're called to walk like him, we must be willing to give like him. And you know when we look most like Jesus? When we are generous with the gifts he's given us. Why? Because we're we're building the kingdom by sacrificing. Jesus is the cornerstone of everything we do here. And that's a really churchy way to say He is what we're building it all on. He is the foundation. Without him, there is nothing. He is the cornerstone, and his sacrifice is the foundation we build upon. Now, you might be wondering, okay, what ways can I be generous? Um, Well, tonight, like I said, we're going to talk about three ways um, that we as God's people get to be generous, and it's important that I say get to be generous because you don't have to be generous. We get to be generous. Like, I don't have to lead Gyro City. I get to lead Gyro City. Alba and Angie don't have to do game time. They get to do game time. The worship team later on, they don't have to do worship. They get to do worship. My, my hope is that you would get this in your vernacular, that everything you get to do is a privilege and an opportunity to serve God how crazy is it that we started out as God's enemies, but he would redeem us to work along with us, to adopt us into his kingdom as sons and daughters, not just servants. So we get to be part of our father's business, which is to reach people and to give wildly like there's no tomorrow. Amen? You following me so far? Okay. Cool. So there's three ways we could be generous, okay? Um, now, I'm not saying these are the only three ways. Um, but these are three ways we could freely give of what God has given us so we can see His kingdom expand and peop- and we can see people uh, be reached and to know Jesus and to step in the beauty of relationship with him. Okay. You following me so far? All right, cool, cool. So my first point for you tonight is time. Come on, so what do you say time. time. What time is it? Uh, it's past lunchtime. time? But that's okay. I was kind of hoping you guys would say game time, but it's no big deal. game time's past, so I get it. You're right, see, exactly. So first point tonight is time. Now, does anyone here have uh, the love language of quality time? I do. I'm a quality time guy, you know? Like, like here, here's a good example. Like yesterday, um, me and Alba, we were here for the Nerf War like early in the day. If you weren't at the Nerf War, where were you? The Nerf War was so much fun. Anybody here was at the Nerf War? Yeah? It was great. I got shot in the face twice, um, I, more than twice, but specifically back-to-back by Alba and Lucas. Um, so I was chasing Alba because, um, vengeance is of the Lord, uh, so, and I, I went, you know, and then I went after her, uh, I got a body shot, I was like, bah, and she was like, ah, no, and then Lucas came out of nowhere, because I saw his amazing hair flowing around, um, and then immediately what I did is I took Alba hostage, and I was like, don't go any closer, and he just went, bah, and shot me right in the forehead, uh, but the cool thing that we make rules, right, rules are of the Lord, and the rule was if you hit, shoot someone in the face, you're out, so it's all good, so he was out, and I made sure that he knew that, but I was damaged, so it it's okay, but the Lord redeems. Can I get an amen? Amen. So, time, <laughs> right? Getting back to the main point. So, we did all that. Um, after we cleaned up the Nerf War, um, we went to go get Mose, because um, Moses is of the Lord, um, and then we came back, cleaned up a little bit, and because we're young and we're dumb, we went to Universal right after. Um, so, we did that, and then the fun fact about that is that Florida is bipolar, so the first half of the day is beautiful and sunny, then the second half of the day, it's um, a tropical storm. So um, we went to Universal, right, and we were walking. I was so parched. I heard there's a joke about that word without the That's fine. Um, I was so parched. <laughs> I love my girlfriend's laugh. It's just infectious, isn't it? Um, so we went there. Uh, we stopped by Starbucks. We got a new pineapple refresher. Pineapple is my favorite fruit, so I was happy. Um, and then uh, we were about to go and like try and ride Transformers or something. Then all we hear is And then we were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And because we're Floridian, we knew it's gonna rain, let's just sit here for a while, right? So we did that. Fun fact, we didn't ride a single ride. We just sat there and like talked. But like, can I tell you right now, like, I was so, like, I, my heart was so full spending that time with her. I was like, girl, I love you. Like, I was like, I, we didn't have to ride any rides. Like, we just sat here and talked the whole time and people watched. It was great. It was a great time. My love language is quality time. Now, what if I told you, perhaps, this is conjecture, that could be God's love language too. What if, you ex- what if God likes to receive love and you actually spending time with him? And what if God likes for you to express love to others by you actually spending time with them? You see, time is this crazy, amazing resource that we seem to have no concept of how valuable it is. Especially if you're young, you have no idea how valuable time is, because you feel like you got all of it. You feel like you never run out of it. You got too much time on your hands. You don't know what to do. I wish it was like that, but with money, you know, that'd be great. If I had too much money, I don't even know what to do with all of it. I'm just kidding. Watch, somebody's gonna be like, he's wearing a gold watch. Prosperity, you know, um, you know. So, but. Man, time is this really crazy resource where it's like we don't understand how valuable it is until we're starting to run out of it. Could I help you understand tonight that time is one of those resources that when you spend it, you don't get it back. So could I ask you, what are you spending your time on? And I want to use that that kind of uh, uh, phrasing. What are you spending your time on? Because you're very careful not to spend your money on dumb stuff. You save your money. What, what, why don't you save your time? The one resource God's given you that you will not get back. What are you spending your time on? I, I love the way that um, Moses says, uh, uh, brings this up in Psalm 90, verse 12. It says, um, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I love this version. It says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. What does that mean? Teach us to understand that life is short so that we can learn to use our time wisely. What are you spending time on? What are you spending time on? Because here, here, here's what I what I want you to understand. Um, for those of you that are, like, either graduated or you're about to graduate, four, year, four to five years is going to go by either way. What are you going to have to show for it? And you're like, ah, college really ain't for me. Cool, cool, cool. Four to five years is gonna go by, you're gonna be 23, 24, 25. What are you gonna have to show for it at the end of it? What are you spending time on? Think about it. Because we we feel like, oh man, four man, years, man, that's crazy. Oh man, God, like you want me to serve for like five, six years before I ever people can ever hear me preach. Or God, you want me to just like you want me to be single for like years? God, what are you talking about? And God's like, what what are you? Like, time is a resource you're not gonna get back. You'd rather spend it wasting yourself away, wasting your soul away. You'd rather be foolish with your time, not understanding. You're not gonna get it back. You see, I have learned the art of budgeting. Can I get an amen? <laughs> budgeting is great, saves money. Come on, you know. But but understand this, man. Like, I I, pro- I man, okay. I could buy I could buy Nike Dunks. I could buy maybe two pairs. Maybe. Maybe. I gotta check. I gotta double check just to verify. <laughs> but the, the, here's the reality, it's like, would it be wise though? It's like, oh man, yeah, I could spend time with them. Would it be wise though? What's the return on your investment with your time? It's like, yeah, I could I could go man, I could be on TikTok for hours and, and just numb myself. I could be. I, I could be, but but here, here's the reality. What do you like? What's the return on investment in that you feel just as bored a couple hours later, but but now you don't have that time. You've lost that time, and you're wondering why your soul is wasting away. Could I say this, um, man? God really punched me in the face with this the other day, um, because. Or actually, not even the other day. It was earlier today. So um, I have this dumb bad habit that I don't like eat breakfast. I just drink a coffee and I like, keep pushing. Um, I actually, me and my girlfriend had a discussion about it the other day, and I, she was like, "You need to eat breakfast." And I was like, "You need to leave me alone. I'm not eating breakfast. It's just not my thing." Um, and then today, my blood sugar like dropped like crazy. I had two beefaroni cans, and it still wasn't enough. I was like, "Oh man, like I'm eating all this stuff, but like it's not filling me up. Like normally this would fill me up, and it's like, well, it's because you need protein." Protein actually fills you up. What am I trying to say? I'm trying to say is like whatever you thought would actually fill your heart, your soul up, uh, I'm telling you, it's time to mature. Like it's in Hebrews that he says um, you need to move past the elementary teachings. You need to get off the milk and start eating actual meat. You need to eat actual substance, things that are actually going to fill you up. Maybe you still feel empty after listening to worship music for hours because you need to read scripture. Maybe you feel empty because of you're watching all these sermons because you actually need to understand God's word for yourself. Stop being spoon-fed scripture. Pick up the spoon and feed yourself. I can't stand Christians that say, I left that church. I'm not being fed. You didn't think to pick up the spoon and, and eat? It's just like, oh, man, I go to church. Man, why isn't God moving in my life? You're not going to be a healthy human being if you eat once a week. So why do you consume scripture once a week? Like what are we doing here? Like, I love you. Therefore, I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like, like you are going, you are going to waste away spiritually. You're going to lose muscle. You're going to lose your ability to move in the gifts God's given you, but you're not feeding yourself. You're not caring for yourself. Like, what do you call, what do they call muscle that like wastes away because you're not using it? And you're not eating well. Does anybody here know that? Any medical people here? What is it called? Atrophy? Atrophy? No, that's not. That's fat is not muscle. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It, it don't matter. If it don't matter. But either way. Here, here's the point I'm trying to communicate. If you don't use it, you lose it. If you're not walking in the gifts God's given you, you're not going to get better at it. Remember last week we talked about excellence is our pursuit. And if even worse, if you're not maintaining a daily relationship with God, if you're not in Scripture, if you're not in His presence, being filled up, being fed, you're not going to have the energy to do what He called you to do in the moment He called you to do it, because you're going to be too weak to recognize the moment. You're going to be like, God, I'm hungry. He's like, I was trying to feed you, but what did you spend your time on? There's this saying uh, about time, and it goes like this: It says, having time shows availability. Finding time shows willingness. Making time shows priority. And spending time presents value. What do you value? What's a priority for you? If you value your walk with God, make time for it. It, if, If Jesus is a priority, make time for it. So that way, when people around you who don't know anything about this message of hope and reconciliation that we have as a treasure in our hearts. When they're around us wasting away, we can say, oh, I have more than enough. Would you want some? Would you wanna know about this, Jesus? I I wanna see Jairus City be the outlier in the most biblically illiterate generation we've seen to date. I want us to know scripture, like actually know scripture. I want us to know what it means, not what we think it means. Because it has a meaning. You don't get to just say what you think it means. Like, man, we're in a, we're, me and Alex were in a group chat. <laughs> and sometimes they ask me what I think, and I'm like, this is what the church has thought for thousands of years. Who cares what I think? I just got here. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? <laughs> like, this is what the church has historically thought. What, what if we knew scripture? What if we spent our time on it? My second point for you tonight is talent. So you got your time, but you also have your talent. Benjamin Franklin once said, hide not your talents. They for use were made. Basically, they were made to be used. What is a sundial in the shade? What? Do you guys know what a sundial is? Yeah? Okay. All right, let me make it more modern. What's a battery? What's a clock with no battery? Dead. Not trash. Here, here's what I'm trying to say. You have giftings, you have abilities that God gave you, and you're just sitting there. You're just sitting there, not doing anything. Like, like what I want you to understand, like you don't have to preach, you don't have to sing or play an instrument, but your ability to have compassion is actually a gift, and you're just sitting there. Your ability to be patient and just listen is a gift, and you're just sitting there. Your ability to have this infectious smile and say hi to people is a gift, and you're just sitting there. What, what are you doing with your talents? God gave you abilities, and he's given you tools to use. Why, why in church do we act like all the giftings and callings and abilities are on a stage in front of people? When Jesus at when when actually the Apostle Paul actually said the more honorable ones, the ones that are actually special, the, those gifts, those parts of the body are actually the ones no one sees working. Could I, could I imply that maybe we've got this thing reversed, which is actually ten, what tends to happen with our culture and the culture of the kingdom is we have it flipped upside down. That's why Jesus said the first shall be last and the last shall be first. We have it backwards. I am nobody in the kingdom of God. Why? Because you're all looking at me. However, the Yolis back there that nobody sees is an all-star in God's kingdom. Why? Because he never needs any credit. Thank God for people like that. They don't need credit. They're like, yeah, I'll work, I'll work that. I'll figure it out. Oh, you want the points up there? Yeah, sure, that's cool. But it's like that like that that's that's next week's sermon. Honor is our heart, but can we just honor the Yolis for a second? Yolis, thank you. We appreciate yeah. you. Thank you for everything for being here. He was here this morning working with the kids in vacation Bible school. I don't know if you've ever been a part of kids' ministry. It's exhausting. Not my call, amen. <laughs> um, but, like, 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 thank God for people like that. Because it's, it's not even about putting on a service. It's about the heart behind it where it says, where's the need? I'll fill it. Do you know that's a gift? <laughs> where's the need? I'll fill it. What, what do you need? I am more than a decade younger than a man. He calls me Pastor. What what are we talking about <laughs> Like, what, what gifts and talents has God given you? Romans 12, 4 to 8 says this. It says, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body, the church. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. That right there. Pause. It ain't about you. It's about us. And not just about us being here, but about us coming together and reaching those out there. What do I mean by that? Those far from God. Now, you might be in here and far from God, but I'm going to talk to you like you're close to God in hopes that you might be close to God. But we're here together to do a mission. We're not here to lollygag. It's not, oh, I'm saved, let me cruise control till I get to to heaven. It's, oh, I'm saved, let me help others get saved too. Verse 6, in his grace, God has given us different Gifts. Somebody say, I got a gift. For doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. Now, let me clarify what prophesy means. I don't mean just tell the future. That's not what prophesy means. Prophesy means to utter and declare God's plan. This could be considered prophesying. Let me demystify prophesying for you. It's to declare God's plan. It is to declare that now that might at times that might be led by the Spirit. I'm not I'm Pentecostal through and through. Hey yo, I won't speak in tongues on the mic because that's not of that's it's a Corinthians. Sorry, I can't do it. You know, <laughs> but but that that that's a gift. Verse 7. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. Pause. Like why don't we why don't we talk about that gift to encourage people? Man, western culture is so like individualistic. But where the scripture where it was written, it is a family culture. It is an us culture, not a me culture. So what if we were more generous with our words to one another like, "Hey man, you did great, bro?" Like, hey, I, I know I don't say this a lot, but I really appreciate you. Hey, I don't say this a lot, but, like, what if we were to just, like, l- find ways to be encouraging to one another? Like, like just dumb stuff. which is like, man, your shoes look really great today. They really do. What do you, they got a stain on them, but, hey, you're wearing them. Come on. Beautiful are the feet that bring the good news. Just, like, quote random Bible verses. I don't know. Like, like hey, man, like, I, hey, I'm proud of you for showing up today. Why? Because you couldn't. You didn't have to. You could have stayed home. You could have done the easy thing but you showed up. You showed up. You made an effort. Or just saying, "Hey," and look somebody in the eye and just be like, "I'm proud of you." What if we were more generous with our words? Cuz the truth is, oftentimes we have a lot we wish we could said, we could have said when that person is gone. Why don't we just say it now? Because what what did what do we just read about time? What do we just read about um From Moses in Psalm 90, teach us the brevity of life that we might gain wisdom. What if wisdom is being more generous with our words? If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Everybody has something to add to the world. I believe creativity is our calling. That's our last value, um, but I believe creativity is our calling is the perfect embodiment of this. That God, that the God that created the entire universe out of nothing lives within us, and He has de- de- He has deposited abilities in each of us. And my hope and desire is that you wouldn't shy away from that. We've probably said it so many times; you're sick of hearing it. But like we believe that you were designed, purposed, and positioned. To change the culture. Why? Because this culture isn't of the kingdom. But we have the kingdom culture and we've come to bring it so that they might know who he is. So that they might step into all that he has for them. Amen? Final point for you tonight is treasure. It's my favorite one. Yay. Love money. Yay. <laughs> but let me let me help you. <clears throat> the idea of being generous with our money might seem a little abstract and weird at our age. Um, we either don't have jobs, we feel like the money that we do make, if we were to be generous with it, we would either, it would either not make a difference or be left broke, if, if we're being honest. Like, it's like, if you, you want me to give, like, if I gave, I would, I, would, I would have nothing. And it's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You see, when God talks about, you know, giving when it comes to money, it's less about what you give, it's more about the heart that you're giving it from. You following me so far? Like, it's not about an amount, because if it was about an amount, um, then I believe it was a widow that gave her last couple cents. Was it a widow? Okay, cool. All right. If she gave her last couple cents. Then, like, if, if, her amount, if the amount mattered, it would, she would have been insignificant. But she wasn't. She, they, they pointed her out, and she's etched in Scripture forever because of her heart when she gave. So it's not about how much you give. The question is, is like, God's challenging you to give. I don't, I don't even care if you give here. Pay for someone's meal. I don't even care, like, I I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say, give to the church, we want money, ha, it's just like, if you feel led to give to the church because of the blessing that you feel it is to you and this community, praise God, amen, that's awesome, you're being a part of what God's doing in this local body, in this community, I think that's important, I think it matters, I think you should do it, I tithe, I do, sometimes I give a little bit above, but sometimes I don't, because, you know, I suck at budgeting, still, I'm working on it, okay, so, but, but man, it, I, I'm, we're playing a part. God's called us to do it. And I know some people are just like, "Ah, oh, man, the tithe is still a thing. It's just a thing. You know, to be honest, if we're talking about New Testament giving, it's a lot more than tithing. Just Keeping it a book. <laughs> if we're being honest. It's a lot more than that because in, in the book of Acts, people sold all of their belongings, all of their property, and gave everything to the church. Now, I'm not asking you to do that unless you're led to do that and it's confirmed with people around you that are making sure you're not doing anything crazy. But the point I'm making is that what would it look like if we decided to give generously so that others might know who Jesus is? Even if it's just an act of kindness. Because the truth is, you got your job because God allowed it. That's the truth. Because God is sovereign. You got the opportunities because God allowed it. Your money is not yours. Scripture says that all, everything on the earth belongs to God. All the silver, all the gold, all of it. So like, when it comes to... Believing in what God's gonna do with this ministry, with this church. You know what? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Cool. I believe if, a, if it's God's idea, if it's God's project, he'll fund it. I don't have a worry about that. That's not that's not for me to worry about. If it's God's idea, he'll fund it. That's that's not my beef. But if you feel led to give, give. Genuinely, my this is my, my challenge for you this week. Pay for someone's meal. That's it. Even if it's just on the dollar menu from McDonald's, just pay for it, you know? <laughs> be generous with the treasure God's given you, because my scripture tells me that that um, that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Can you put that verse up from uh, Corinthians? It's coming. It says, this is Paul talking to the church in Corinth. He says, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. Verse 7. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Right there. That part. You must each decide. I don't care if it's .00001%. I don't care if it's a penny. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Verse 8. And God will generously provide all you need, then you will have always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. Um, do you b- actually believe God's a provider? If you don't, that's fine. Start there. Do you believe God can actually help you? Like, if you don't, that's fine. But be honest with where you're at. My main goal for this last point is that you would take this, you would go into prayer, and you and God, would come to a conclusion on what being generous with your treasure means to you, because I have no place in telling you what to do with it. I'm going to be honest. I'm just the youth pastor. <laughs> okay? If I can get the, the band to come up. Um, tonight, uh, I, I want to read this last uh, portion of Scripture in Matthew. I believe it's chapter 24, um, 14 to 30. It's 16 verses, but follow with me. Um, so it says this. It says, Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. To the servant who received the five bags of silver, um, the servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went uh, uh, to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account about how they, of how they had used his money. The servant to whom he had trusted entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You guys ever heard that? She's like, man, I just want to get to heaven and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's where we get it. The servant who had received the two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in a bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from the servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. So those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. From, from, but from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What am I trying to communicate? God gave you a gift. What are you going to do with it? Faithfulness is found in work. Faithfulness is found in working what you've got. Work what you got. Work what you got. And on that day when you see him face to face, he'll look at you and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen? Let's pray. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this week's episode blessed you. If it did, share it with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe and have a blessed day. And remember, you were made to change the culture.